This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, back to the Domcast, Episode 5. And today, my brothers, we shall rise. Yes, it is the 21st, and hopefully you've acquired your new superpowers. And if you're not on Twitter... <laughs> I have to say, if you're not on Twitter, because I realize Twitter is not the real world, and well, who's following me that's not on Twitter, anyways, bro? Join, join the, join, join the year 2020 if you're not. Um, my brother's not on Twitter. I always tell him that he should be because he's showing me, he's constantly showing me things on Instagram that I saw weeks ago, and because we're like that on the Bird app. Um, yeah, some girl said that we, as a, as a black people, our DNA unlocks on December 21st, and it's 12 p.m. here. I'm still waiting personally, but uh. I've heard great reports. I've heard great things. I've heard. <laughs> Let me stop, bro. <laughs> Let me move on with this podcast. Um, <laughs> Twitter's so goddamn stupid. It's the worst. It's the worst thing that could have happened to us. Not really. As 2020 has showed. Um, today's podcast, I don't think is going to be that long. Honestly, the preseason is over. Thank God. As much as I love basketball, I don't know if some of y'all feel this way, but as much as I love basketball, I get sick of the preseason really, really quickly. You got the first game is really exciting. Then there's a second game, and after about after about the third game of seeing the starters taken out some way through the third quarter and and games that were competitive just devolving into tryouts, basically you get it gets old really quick. This preseason went really fast. The NBA season starts tomorrow, and yes, we will be doing a watch party for KD playing his old team. Uh, and then after that is the Lakers and Clippers, which I feel like just doesn't have any of the hype that it used to. Anyways because of it we have the news that happened over the week which there were some good things there was actually some good things to talk about just not as much as last week it's not going to be a two-hour podcast i'm also going to be moving the creator highlight that i added to the podcast to near the end like before i do the questions i realized when i was talking last week that i spent really i spent like 15 minutes talking about that shit and so if the conversation does devolve into something else i would rather have that happen after i've talked about the nba and not before specifically for those of you that are showing support on like apple Podcasts and spotify and so you don't have to play this guessing game where the nba stuff is because on youtube you have the time workers and on those apps you don't uh speaking of because I was going to roll right past that and forget. Yep, the links are in the comment section and description to listen on those platforms if you want to, if it's easier for you there. Yeah, it's it's right there. It's like the first thing. And so, for content this week, uh, let's see, what did you miss? On Dome2K, I probably posted two or three videos. I talked about why I think Luke is going to be the MVP, as I said I would, on last week's podcast. So I made a video about that. 
I don't think the Harden trade was this week. That was probably it's probably beforehand. Yeah, that was way beforehand. So I did make that video. I made a Kevin Durant career recap. The career recaps are a new series that I'll be doing. I honestly enjoy them to the level of the draft series that I did back in uh, beginning of 2019, I think, when I was doing the Players Drafted Before series. I feel like the career recaps have that same type of potential. And so I'm going to be doing those for a couple of players. I really, well, not a couple, but a lot of players. I really enjoyed it for KD. It will, you, you can suggest players that you want me to do it for, but <clears throat> chances are I've already got it in my head because it's pretty obvious the players that I would do that for. It's really our current stars. And so, yeah, you'll probably get one for each of them. Um, then on this channel, I posted another De'Aaron Fox video, probably the last one I'm going to do. We played three games, but I'm not sure if the third game is worth it. So I did the two games that were competitive, I believe. I don't think another one was, another one was competitive after that. And so that's there. And you'll be getting a lot more play now online content because we did a lot of Twitch streaming this week. And a lot of it turned into play now, even though I was trying to do Sims. That did not work out two times. Uh, I guess I'll probably talk about that at the end. No reason to take up time here. But yes, that is there. And I already I have videos unlisted on Dom 4K. So be on the lookout for that because the O3 season will be up. I've been rendering lately and uh, yeah, it takes a hell of a long time to get those chopped up and put up there. But it is an archive, so it's not that important to me. People are always asking about it. And like, fam, it's just a Twitch archive. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm in no rush. I'm in no particular rush over there. Okay, well, with that being said, we can go ahead and jump right into the NBA news. And why not start at the top of the list? Man, I can already tell I made a mistake not having my water next to me. I <laughs> I didn't feel like getting up. I started the podcast with my cup next to me and it was empty. And I was like, I do not feel like getting up and going to pour water. I will definitely regret that decision. Giannis stayed. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is, he was drafted by Milwaukee. He, in 2017, said he's got loyalty inside his DNA, and three years later, he inked a max contract extension. So five years, 228 million. Did I nail that? I think it's the biggest contract in NBA history. He has an option uh, after the fourth year. He has a player option after the fourth year, which means that out of this contract, Milwaukee fans pretty much don't have anything to worry about until at least the year 2023 because as you see with james harden he signed his extension he has two years left but you know the shit has started and so at least for three years Giannis is safe with the bucks and then you can and all the rumors will start flying again and he'll still be relatively uh young i think is what three years from now he's he's not even yeah it, it'll still be his prime years so yeah <laughs> last week's podcast in our little we we had our little we had our little uh, conspiracy theory board out talking about the things lining up that, that looks like a sure Giannis departure. And out of nowhere, he inked that contract probably like a day or two later. So shout out to the Dom curse. And I, I hope Milwaukee fans are pleased because that was definitely the plan there. Look, it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for Milwaukee. It, obviously it's a good, I'm not, that's not news because before you drafted Giannis, where, where, where was that franchise? You had Monte Ellis there, you had Brandon Jennings, but that wasn't panning out. The whole Jennings thing did not pan out the way it looked like it would when he hit Steph Curry and the Warriors for 50. And shit, before that, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, the next thing that pops into my mind for the Bucks after that is like Ray Allen, all right? So <clears throat> it's good to see that a star in a small market did not even test free agency. It's not as exciting. I wanted to see him test it, but he didn't even test it. He didn't even let the whole circus happen throughout the season, which I definitely thought was on its way. Because when we did the podcast, I think he had seven days left to decide. And my whole theory was, why is it even, why has it even gotten to this point if he was going to stay? But I guess 
when you're thinking about where, where you're going to spend the next five years of your life, it totally makes sense. Um, whether it was like, like with the quality of the move, uh, I will say I don't fully outside of just being loyal and obviously grabbing the bag. I don't fully understand it because now it seems like there's no leverage from Giannis, at least for right now, there's no leverage that Giannis has for the Bucks to get better because they didn't have, or they had a pretty, let me, let me, let me not underrate it. They had a pretty good offseason. I think they did a good job on their bench and they got you a holiday. So realistically, if they weren't going to get a second superstar, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, the, the part that obviously went south was Bogdanovic. And I thought that was the cap. Once they had holiday, then you had Bogdanovic on top of that. I was like, okay, now Giannis has no reason to, he really has no reason to want to leave that badly. This is, this is something that you can, you can work with. And I thought they'd done everything they could at that point. So losing Bog. And then after that, seeing Giannis being hesitant to sign, I thought that meant he wasn't happy with uh, the situation and maybe he wasn't, but he decided that uh, he trust him. And in today's league, it's very different because you do look at it and say, wow, five years, you have, well, what's the Bucks incentive right now or anytime soon? You have no leverage over them to, to make this team better, to make it a championship team. And I guess with the way things happen with stars, and this goes back to like 2010, 2011, when Dwight signed an extension and then was out of Orlando the very next year, star players pretty much hold all the power and leverage, I guess, no matter what. And so maybe not now, uh, but as every year, I said this for, I think I said this last podcast, every year that comes off of a star player's contract is more leverage for them because the closer they get to that extension, the more of a fuss they can raise and the team actually has to listen to that fuss because things become toxic. All of a sudden, you know, there's no future with the star player. You have to try to get something for him. He starts to have leverage over what team he's actually going to because he can say, hey, I'm not going to be here long term, all that shit. So technically, he still has some kind of leverage when he needs it. I guess the star player always kind of has leverage when he needs it. But um, the sentiment that went around the internet, obviously, was that Giannis was going the Kevin Garnett route, and uh, he's never going to win a ring, and this was a terrible move. And I guess as players, you just definitely do what makes you happy, because at this point, I think we've seen both versions of a contract decision play out. We've seen LeBron go places and make people unhappy. I wouldn't really say as much with Kevin Durant because it was very obvious why everyone was unhappy about that move. But yeah, we've seen star players just say, I don't want to be with this team anymore. I'm going to go. Then we've seen a guy like Carmelo Anthony when he had the opportunity to contend back in 2014 and leave the Knicks. Just take the money. Just be loyal. Love where he's at and take the money. And he got killed for that too. And so if you leave, you're a ring chaser. As I see, I'm starting to see the Anthony Davis narratives pop up because we're going to talk about Anthony Davis and Tim Duncan later in the podcast. And I'm starting to see, uh, since that comparison came up last night, people are saying, oh, well, he, he was a ring chaser. He had to go join the best player in the world. So there's, you, you know, you get called a ring chaser or you get told you don't care about winning. And so at the end of the day, if you're a player, you don't take, well, I, I can't say you don't take public perception into account because Giannis said he didn't want his jersey burned. He said that. He said he's seen other players' jersey burned. He'd seen the hate that they got. And he did not want that for himself, which confirms that he was probably never going to the Warriors because that would have been pretty much maybe a, one rung below the Kevin Durant move, and he didn't want that type of hate on his name. And so now he has a chance to win in Milwaukee and be heralded as a hero because this is how perception works. You see the Dirk Nowitzki ring, right? 
the thing about Dirk that's interesting in his championship in 2011 is people totally forget what the sentiment was about him before he won. And so in 2006, they were up to all Miami. Then they got reverse swept. They lost in the first round. I think the next year as the first seed, they lost to the AC the next year. Um, there were years 09, 10, like Dirk was not, he, he was great, but he hadn't finished the job. And so the thoughts about him were very different. After 2011, he had stayed with Dallas at that point, his entire career. What was he like 11, 12 years into his career by that point? I'm not sure the exact, oh no, it's, it's more than that. I can't remember his, his exact draft year. Whatever it was, completely loyal, won one of the toughest rings in NBA history. And that was it. That was it. He, his career basically went down from there because the Mavericks got worse and he got older and then nothing really happened after that. But Dirk's ring is so valuable and the perception of Dirk is so high just off that one championship that he won by staying with Dallas and defeating a team that was favorited, that was uh, that had more star power. And I guess if the Bucks don't trade for somebody, which I don't know if they're uh, in the front running for Harden right now, it doesn't sound like it from the things that we've heard. And if they don't, if no other star goes to Milwaukee during free agency, which when does that ever happen? It does look like if Giannis wins a championship, it's going to be one of those highly respected ones. And it's not even like the Bucks are a, a bad team. It's just you have to look at you have to look at talent relative to the league. When you look at a star player's team, you always have to look at it relative to the league. And today's league, you've got duos. You've got duos all around. I don't think that Giannis and Middleton or Giannis and Holiday is really seen as a duo on the same level as as what it's like a KD and Kyrie, you know. I think Middleton is a great player, and I think Drew Holiday was a great pickup, but I don't think it's really seen like that. It's a duo, yeah, but it's it's not like the others. One of these is not like the others. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it, it did catch me off guard. Giannis signing the extension like that did catch me off guard because everything that happened in the weeks leading up to that, him talking about how Kobe said he had to sacrifice and him saying that he didn't mind being the one, two, or three, and him saying, I'm thinking about myself. None of that added up with him signing a week later. So, hey, there it is. Giannis is going to be a buck at least until, at least, well, at least until 2024 by the contract, but who knows, you know, what could happen before then. And it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be quite the turn of events if they win anytime soon, because we've got great teams in the, in the league this year and a lot of competition in the conferences this year. And so if they are able to make the finals this year uh, and they're playing in this conference with the Miami Heat, who I don't think a whole lot has changed since they beat them just a couple months ago. And the Nets are looking like they're going to be fire. And then the Lakers are even better. I, I don't know. Hey, some people, of course, in the Q&A section, you see a lot of these questions and it's like, is Giannis ever going to win? What do you think about Giannis's move? Is he ever going to win a ring? Who knows, fam? Like I said, crystal ball. I don't fucking know. Don't know what moves are going to happen. But uh, he could have given himself, obviously, a much higher chance by dipping out in free agency and going to join the Dallas Mavericks. Because I thought that, that's what I tweeted that the night before. The night before it happened, I tweeted, we're a year, we're under a year away from this happening. Giannis in Dallas. And then he signed the very next day. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. I, so I did want to see free agency tested, but that, I guess I'm just a glutton for punishment because I didn't want to see a super team. So for what it's worth, I'm glad we didn't end up seeing Giannis even toy with the idea of somehow getting to Golden State because like I said if there's a way for something to happen if there's any chance something can happen then I'm sure teams will find a way whether it's trading off assets and creating space I'm sure there was a way uh 
they're talking about Harden to the Nets now again. That's something I don't want to see happen. So I didn't want to see Giannis go join some team that was going to dominate the 2020s. I kind of like where we are now. I'm trying to try my best to support the piece that we have right now. I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's good for the league. So, yeah, that's basically all I really have to say about Giannis. I don't think the Bucks are too much... I don't think things have changed so much since they've been eliminated. They've again, they had a good offseason, but uh, my thoughts on them aren't a whole lot different. And yeah, this season just has a lot of moving pieces and a lot of unknown variables. And so, congratulations, Bucks fans! You you spent a, a year of people talking about your star player leaving, and you got to retain them, man. We are we are happy for you. We are happy for the league. Uh, stars that are not, uh, uh, you know, I talk about that so much. Let's actually go to stars, all the stars that are staying. So, Rudy Gobert. Ooh, man. He is the third highest paid player right now. Is he the third highest paid player in history? I think that's the way it works with the contracts reaching the 200 million and the Supermax. Yeah, so Rudy stayed. Earlier this week, there was... I actually have it in my podcast notes still because I copied the tweet down when it happened. There was a tweet that said... Yeah, it said Rudy Gobert had turned down a max offer from the Jazz and he wanted the Jazz to pay him a super max. And they did. They did. It worked. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's start in the most obvious place. Rudy Gobert is not worth the Supermax, obviously, okay? Nothing controversial there. That's not even disrespecting what he does. Yes, I know about his screen assist. Yes, I know about his defense. Yes, I know about how he creates. It's technically, uh, he's not a, he doesn't create his own shot in terms of having beautiful post moves and all that and with the ball, but get, being open and getting open under the rim and creating it through movement and offense. Yes, I know all the stuff Gobert does, okay? I'm not one of those who doesn't understand his value. But this is just something that the Jazz, being a small market team, had to do. They now have $400 million, I believe they said, committed between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And in my opinion, that's not, in the, the way the league is shaping up, I don't think that that's a championship winning duo. But if you're the Jazz, what else are you supposed to do? That's why I'm not too much, you didn't see all my tweets about, oh, this is the biggest mistake and this and that and the other thing. I think uh, Eric said something good the other day. We were talking about something and he said, you don't really ever regret decisions that you had to make. There's no reason to regret decisions that you had to make. And so if you're Utah, you've got a star in Donovan Mitchell, a legitimate star who's going to be a superstar, uh, probably be competing for MVPs one day. And again, stars have all the leverage in this league. And so the minute he starts becoming unhappy or he sees that nobody's coming to Utah or whatever happens, he can damn near force his way out that's just after a certain amount of time it gets to that point where he can force his way out we see it happen all the time we're watching it happen right now with james harden and so that process speeds up if your team isn't competitive and if your team doesn't at least give the illusion of being competitive because i think the jazz they were more in dark horse territory last year then they blew that through one lead i think they took a step back in some people's minds of course they were missing uh which one were they missing last year they were missing one of their shooters last year. I get them confused. Uh, <laughs> and so I think it was Bogdanovich they were missing. So maybe they would have been a little bit better. But still, when you blow a 3-1 lead, people have sympathy for your situation. It's it's not high, regardless of what happened. Or If you didn't lose your, if you didn't flat out lose your star player, then this the sympathy is not high. Because he wasn't there when they built a 3-1 lead. So uh, not having him and blowing it, it, you don't get a whole lot of leeway with that. Anyways. Yeah, if you don't pay Gobert, all of a sudden the franchise's future 
goes from this team is probably not winning a championship to this question marks everywhere. That's where I had them when I did the Western Conference predictions. If you watch my Western Conference prediction video, everything that I said about the Jazz, first of all, the West has gotten better. It's more competitive this year. So having them at eighth is not really a slight, especially when the AC might be them with, uh, you know, 52 wins or something. And then the third seed could be 55 wins. That's yeah, you're an A seed, but by how much it's that's how the West is. Being an eighth does not really mean you're an eighth seed quality team. And so, yeah, but I still had question marks because at that point, Rudy Gobert hadn't signed yet. And then a few days later, they said he he wanted the Supermax. So it looked like he was pressing them. And so it just looked like there was a, a lot of question marks there. But you don't let Rudy go. <laughs> you don't let Rudy Gobert. You know, you don't you don't let Rudy go. You don't let him go. Uh, the Jazz are a much worse team without him. Okay, he might not be the best center in, in the NBA. He might not provide what a lot of centers provide. Uh, he might get played off the floor sometimes. That's the thing that people always talk about in playoff series, uh, in certain playoff series, anyways. But the Jazz are a much worse team without him. They don't go. Uh, where do they go? I'm gonna say they don't go nearly as far without him. They don't have the potential to go nearly as far without him. And so knowing you're the Jazz and you're not going to be getting anybody, this is a decision that small market teams just kind of get forced into, man. Small market teams get screwed in the NBA. That's just the nature of the business. A lot of the times when you talk about basketball, you just have to realize, or when you watch basketball, you have to realize the shit is just not fair. It's not set up to be fair. Uh, it isn't fair. The results don't turn out fair. And this is the this is what teams get stuck with. It's kind of like every time we look back at the Oklahoma City Thunder, could they have made a decision to probably give Harden his money and then not uh and then not pay Ibaka look even then right even then because Ibaka was important to that Thunder team if that same Thunder team was in a big market or if they were somewhere like Los Angeles they might have turned into a dynasty but because this is small market Oklahoma we're talking about you're looking at things going okay damn we've drafted Kevin Durant then we drafted Westbrook we had Jeff Green Ibaka like they got all of them in a very short amount of time uh, three of those guys got very good and two of them were pretty good and so you start looking at it down the road like oh we're kind of crunched here what are we gonna do because he wants his money he wants his money and next thing you know Oklahoma never wins a championship and they lose all of them that's what happens fam that's what happens to small market teams and so they have to make certain decisions and the decisions might not look that good but that's just kind of what they have to do to keep their heads above water and so yeah the Jazz uh two maybe Rudy Gobert who knows maybe somebody would have supermaxed Rudy Gobert somewhere else in the NBA but being the Jazz and being a small market and not being able to afford having a guy like that leaving defensive player of the year routinely defensive player of the year candidate <laughs> it's just kind of what you had to do it is crazy though when you see his name when you see his name uh, marketed next to guys like Giannis and Curry you see him on that graph of everybody else making that same money and it's like you can acknowledge what he does for the team and still think that that looks weird as hell because it does but what were you gonna do were you gonna trade him i think a funky diabetic had a really good tweet he was like a lot of people are gonna have takes that the, the jazz had a trade to go bear but they're not gonna have any they're not gonna have any trade destinations and he's right he's 100 percent right because what would you have traded go bear especially being on the last year of his deal so if you give up mad assets for again remember uh, a certain another team in the league go bear might not be as useful to especially with his style he might not be as useful to another team as he is to the jazz so what team was going to give up assets where he could have walked so without commitment and then you're thinking about the money that you would have to commit to him where would he where would he have gone i'm sure there was some deal out there but it's the nothing really comes to mind nothing jumps off the paper right and so jazz did what they had to do uh gobert and mitchell i think that they're going to be better than they are i don't think 
they're going to be perpetually eliminated in the first round um maybe one day a conference finals but it also depends on the roster around them i thought the roster around them last year was again a dark horse but when you're playing when you're playing in the same conference as teams that are growing like the nuggets and then solidify contenders like the clippers and the lakers and the lakers are around they're solidified for another three years what are you really going to do except be competitive that's another thing we don't really take into account as nba fans every team's goal is not to be the best or to win a championship in terms of, from a business point from a business standpoint not every owner not every front office is on that is on the is is in line with their fans some franchises out here some franchises out here don't have championships they don't make the playoffs ever you, you got to realize it's not the same so of course everybody would like a championship but what they're able to do with their money the moves that they're able to make the moves that they do make they're not always in line with that some teams are just trying to just trying to stay alive and <laughs> so that's kind of where i see the utah jazz and uh, yeah that's what i think about the Rudy Gobert supermax and i wonder how long the supermax is going to be around because i also saw some chatter about that because this is kind of the, the supermax i believe was designed for this reason to give small market teams autonomy to be able to hold on to their star players and now you see it in action but there's clear downside to it so you wonder what the future of that is yep there goes the utah jazz for you i think they've had enough time on this podcast um kyle kuzma also signed an extension signed a three-year 40 million dollar contract extension that one really surprised me that one surprised me because especially again you you just hear i guess a lot of what you hear in the media is posturing a lot of the talk that you hear is posturing a lot of comments just seem to be not really what's going on because i did hear some comments specifically whatever the lakers management actually said about kuzma earlier it kind of seemed like they were just saying we're gonna play out this season and see what happens which kind of meant to me he was gonna hoop and maybe he was maybe we'll keep him around but we'll probably deal him and i think that was a perception around kuzma was that he might get dealt this year instead he gets his money i uh first of all it's nice for stability that the lakers have pretty much their core that won the championship and they've been able to retool around it but i did i did think with uh kuzma especially with Gordon Tucker looking like he's really about to play a bigger role on this team i thought that may have even ended up making kuzma expendable at some point but they they've just kept it together they've kept this entire thing together so i guess it's another w for the lakers because they have very few question marks going into the next couple of years as long as nobody gets injured and that's what you want to be <laughs> a large market franchise with your core tied up no questions no drama just basketball they are in a beautiful position going forward but yeah it did shock me that it happened this soon i could have seen kyle kuzma getting extended i just didn't know if it was going to happen that quickly uh, it happened a lot quicker than i thought it was going to so no question marks there, but we still have many questions with what's going on with the Rockets. I purposely did not start this conversation with the Rockets because the last two podcasts have started with Houston. And as a matter of fact, ooh, let me keep Twitter open. I am making a mistake <laughs> of the 21st too. I will be damned. Um, Got to keep Twitter open because they were talking about. Ah, speak. Yep, this is. <laughs> this is why you keep Twitter open while you're doing a podcast. Okay. Um. First of all, I was actually opening Twitter for the purposes of James Harden, but instead what I ran into was the NBA announcing a loss of a second round pick for the Bucks. So that goes right where we, we were talking about Giannis. It says the NBA has determined the Milwaukee Bucks violated league rules with timing of Bogdan Bogdanovic. 
uh, the transaction, and they will lose their 2022 second round draft pick. Now, I don't think that's extremely valuable. I don't think Draymond. I don't think there's another Draymond Green out there waiting. I don't think it really matters, anyways. But uh, <laughs> hey yo, this meme is hilarious. This is there's somebody holding two pieces of paper. One says it's about Giannis. One says he'll never win a ring, and the other says I'm being a little bitch because my Photoshop didn't bring Giannis to my team. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is from Shams. There, there goes the punishment. This is what we were talking about, right? At least Giannis uh, signed already because not that this would have made a difference, but this just also wouldn't look that good if Giannis hadn't signed yet. And this would open that old wound of supposed to having supposed to been having another shooter on the team, and then uh, you've been penalized for it. That whole thing is very weird. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Uh, anyways, yeah, keeping Twitter open because the reports were that teams were trying to get James Harden moved as quick as possible. Ah, here we go. Here goes some more James Harden. This is what I was looking for, yep. This is what I was looking for. Winhorst says Daryl Morey, oh, it's Winhorst. Well, take this with, take this how you will. But Winhorst says Daryl Morey is incredible in saying the Sixers won't trade Ben Simmons and that he hears Simmons is available. Okay, well, I think we all knew that because the Sixers obviously aren't being entertained seriously by the Rockets and Ben Simmons is not in a trade package for Harden. Obviously, we knew that. Um, basically, yeah, we heard that before the seat, they were trying to get Harden traded to a team before the season started. Season starts tomorrow. So that's why I wanted Twitter open. Um, there was reports this week that the Rockets had been expanding trade discussions for James Harden beyond his preferred trade destinations. So obviously he had his places that he wanted to go all contenders. They apparently have extended, extended it past that, which is interesting because again, he only has two years left. And so if you trade him somewhere, where he didn't want to go and that's not a contender does that team even bother making that move because he's probably not going to stay after uh his contract is up and he might be toxic because we've seen that he can definitely do that man got that hall of fame toxic badge when he don't want to be somewhere and we also wow did i not copy and paste the other tweet or it looks like i didn't um it seemed like the harden to the nets conversations had heated back up miami reluctant to include Duncan Robinson and trade talk so it wasn't even we didn't hear the same thing for Tyler Hero but it sounded like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson that's where they draw the line <laughs> um and then yes Daryl Moy had come out and said that he did not want to trade Ben Simmons well that's yeah that was that, that was reported it was reported from Shams actually because first they said Ben Simmons was available and then when and I'm about to say win horse and then Maury came out and said nope actually we want to keep our future stars but again media posturing that's just posturing because the Rockets aren't taking your calls if you're not trading Ben Simmons we still have no answers man the season starts tomorrow and we still have no answers um at this point you know 12 30 p.m on the east side games tomorrow games like 24 hours away a little over 24 hours away i don't think he's going to be traded before the season starts it could happen tonight but it doesn't appear to be that way it looks like things are going to be toxic in houston until he gets traded because if you saw what i retweeted one of the rockets announcers i think christian wood took the ball the length of the floor it's a fast break and one of the Rockets announcers goes, yeah, who needs James Harden? The man is on the floor. This is a game he's commentating. The man is on the floor. And he says that. That is hilarious. I don't think I've seen the team's commentators go at one of their, you know, go at a, a situation that's going on <clears throat> head on like that. That's fucking hilarious. That shows how toxic it is down there. And so at least there's no fan. Well, actually, are Houston allowing fans? I don't know if Houston is one of the seven teams allowing fans. So all like 
20 people that show up to the game can boo James Harden and roast him for what's been happening here. But yeah, he don't even have to face the Heat if he is going to be playing. He might go to the Heat, but he don't have to face the Heat if he's going to be playing with the Rockets this season because there might not be fans in the building to let them have, let him have a piece of their mind. We don't have a whole lot more information on that. We're just kind of in limbo. The only trade I don't want to happen, as I've said a million times, is the one to Brooklyn. Because I really, again, I even made the Kevin Durant video. I really am enjoying seeing Kevin Durant on his comeback, uh, on his, on his comeback uh, story. Overcome, overcoming adversity. Kyrie Irving, same thing. And I just kind of want to see that duo make things work. And I like the Nets team as well. I think the Nets have uh, good support pieces behind them. We watched them play. It feels like they only played like two preseason games. It really does feel that way. But uh, in both games, whatever, both games that I paid attention to, both games that I talked about, they looked magnificent. KD, somebody brought up a good point with the Achilles. It's going to really be a thing where we're not going to be able to tell how he actually looks until we have the duration of a season under our belt because that's what Achilles really affects. It's game after game, the grind. That's where you might see the effect of it. A couple of preseason games, of course, he looks nice and that's that's off to a great start, but we do need to actually confirm that he's back over the course of a season, that he doesn't tweak something, that he doesn't just play like complete dog shit some nights. We still do need to see that, but I've seen enough to be excited at this point. James Harden going there, there's no guarantee that it would even work out. But like I said many times before, I'm not trying to find out. And I also, again, in the case that it doesn't work out, I feel like if you're a team and you can get a big three, you always do. You don't, I think nine times out of 10, you always do. You don't ever look at it and say, oh, that might not work. So we're not going to do it. Fam, if you can get three of the best offensive players in history <laughs> together, you do do that. But it would also be garbage to see James Harden traded there. And then... The Nets offense doesn't even work how we're imagining it. And Kevin Durant trying to come back from an injury. Now, all of a sudden, he's not getting as many reps because you got Harden and Kyrie to share with. So I'd much prefer like anywhere else I'd be. I'm totally cool with it goes to Miami. Awesome. Goes to Philly. Like I said, that's my favorite. Hell, if he even went to the Bucks, him and Giannis, that would be fun. It's just a, that's another duo and it would cost the Bucks hella chips. And so it's not like it would just be Harden and this stacked Bucks roster. It'd be Harden, Giannis and I don't know. <laughs> at that point, you might have to start dragging. You might have to, might have to start calling people up at that point. I don't know. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's any real traction with the Bucks. I saw a super rumor that said the Celtics were actually in on this. I don't even, I, you know, it's a rumor. But just for shits, since I'm a Celtics fan, I would give my two cents on that. They were talking about Jalen Brown being a part of that deal. Look, if there is a hypothetical if there is a hypothetical trade out there with Danny Ainge just trying to get James Harden and it costs us Jalen Brown, so be it. So be it. So fucking be it. I don't understand this thing where people just blow off star players like it's nothing. Like everyone just looks at a player and be like, oh no, we're good over here. I understand that in certain situations. If your team was in the in those trade talks with russell westbrook i understand why you might not want that because that might be disruptive to what you already have there it might not fit what you have you might not see a path forward i get that but when you're talking about harden being a top offensive player being an mvp candidate routinely seeing what he can do does he come with his negatives yeah he's not the perfect player absolutely but a lot of y'all teams are are stuck in in am i about to use the right word a lot of y'all teams are just kind of stuck in mid and you don't even know it. They're not actually going to win a championship anytime soon. They're going to compete and they're going to get close. They're not winning a championship and y'all don't even know it. 
and a move like that might put y'all over the top. It has a good chance of putting y'all over the top. And so, of course, people come out. We love Jalen Brown here. I love Jalen Brown. I love Jason Tatum. I like the squad we have here. But I'm not unrealistic. I joke a lot. But at the end of the day, I do see the Eastern Conference as, yes, there are five teams that can make the NBA Finals. But make no mistake, I understand the Celtics' placement in that discussion because we didn't have a great offseason. We didn't get exactly what we wanted. The, the health concerns are a little bit strange the bench is looking funny and so when i'm looking and saying okay we got a team like with, with Kyrie and kd that looks like it's going to be fire we're still going to have to go against miami and i don't think we fully solved that although i i think tristan thompson is a maybe a better option than we had out there because tice just looked completely lost out there guarding ban not that tristan thompson is a bam stopper but maybe it's a little bit better look the point is i i'm realistic about our placement there and if you have a chance to get an MVP player for a guy that is developing and some pieces, you do that. You you do that. Yes, you do. I would take Harden and Tatum and whatever else we can get around and try it that way. Because there's no guarantee that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are ever going to actually be a championship duo. There's just not. And yeah, Jalen Brown's a two-way player and he's probably going to get better, especially this year if Kimball is going to be in and out. But you're going to get more burn for your guys. Especially Hayward's not there anymore taking shots. So, yeah, you're going to get more burn for Tatum and Brown. So, yeah, they're going to get better. But if there was a trade out there involving Harden, I would do it. I would absolutely do it. I'm not in the business of just blowing off MVP players unless there's something really specific. And, again, I don't, I don't look at Harden's ISO game and just think, oh, he'll play that everywhere. That's going to ruin every team that he's on. Teams have systems. Teams have different ideas on how you should do things. The Rockets sets over the last couple of years, that was a very specific thing to that team. And so Harden wanting out, like I said last week, kind of seems like he wants something different. Kind of seems like he wants to do something different. And so I take my chances with that. I take my chances because a lot of y'all just be talking about your teams like a championship is guaranteed in the future if you just keep doing what you're doing. And it's not. Championship is never guaranteed, first of all, but there might be something better out there for you. So anyways, yeah, this is just this is just hypothetical talk anyways, because I haven't heard any I haven't heard anything that made me think we were seriously in the running. But uh, yeah, if you're asking me, Dom, how do you feel as a Celtics fan if that happens? I feel fucking good. I'd be throwing a party if we had Harden. <laughs> I'd be throwing a goddamn party if we had Harden. Um, yeah, I, I get it's a risk to trade guys and this and that and the other thing. But I guess I'm a I'm a little on the wild side when it comes to these things. I'm I'm a let me see. I'm a let me find out type of guy. Let me find out. Let me find out if he fucked up by trading for the for the former MVP and the guy averaging 34 points a game and a guy that can clearly play more than one style. Let me find out if that if we did something wrong there. Because <laughs> the way the East is shaping up, it's it's gonna be crazy trying to get out this bitch. And it's probably only gonna get better. It's probably only gonna get better. So yeah, if if there's a move like that, let me see it. But uh, yeah, we we don't know if that's actually that. That's just a dream. I got excited there. <laughs> I got carried away there. That might just be a might have just been a random tweet. <sighs> well, anyways, yeah, I think that's good for James Harden talk. I think that's good for James Harden talk because we just don't have a lot of new information. I will keep Twitter up. So if at some point in the next like thirty to forty five minutes he gets gone, then we'll know. And refreshing Twitter, it doesn't look like anything happened. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think I've also said pretty much what I had to say about the Nets. Interesting preseason for them. Encouraging preseason if you're a Nets fan. <laughs> Kyrie Irving burning sage in, in the Boston arena before the game. Apparently, they said that he's doing this before every game and that he did it in Brooklyn, but the cameras were off. Um, apparently he's going to be doing it before every game and it's to respect Native American heritage 
now again of course i say this at least one time every week everything in life is optics and so when he did that and people because i was actually streaming when it happened i believe it was before the game started and everyone's like yo did you see Kyrie burning sage in boston i had no clue what anybody was talking about i thought it was like a ritual going on or some shit i didn't know i got off and i saw it and of course uh, people on twitter ran with it also did i get to the point where he actually did talk to the media did that happen in last week's podcast i don't know yeah i think i think it did he actually did end up talking to the media and then this is happening look like i said I'm just happy to see the man healthy and playing basketball again. He wants to bird sage in every arena, but he's going to go drop 30 and, and and break ankles. Fam, burn all the sage you want. I don't give a damn. But Charles Barkley doesn't like any of this. He doesn't, well, he doesn't like any of what Kyrie is doing or saying at the moment. Charles Barkley's comments were, he starts talking about what an artist is. You dribble a basketball. Stop acting like you're the smartest person in the world. You only went to college for six months. A lot of guys are smarter than you are. Shut the hell up and talk basketball. I don't like shit Charles Barkley says a lot of the times anyways. Um, <laughs> I get the energy of where this is coming from because Kyrie does say a lot of... He, he does, when he talks to the media, he does kind of give off the energy of like... I've seen a bunch of YouTube documentaries. Yeah, he can give off that energy. But this is just in line with a lot of shit Charles has said in the past that makes me look at him funny. This has a lot of shut up and dribble energy. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, what does you only went to college for six months have to do with anything? <clears throat> like, what the fuck does that even mean? You only went to, Who cares, nigga? Like, <laughs> that's not a requirement for you to be intelligent. I went to college and saw a lot of dumb motherfuckers, bro. Just people that, that were just there existing. Like, come on now. That's, that's just stupid. Charles says a lot of stupid shit, man. Aside from his basketball predictions, he just, he says a lot of stupid shit. I get where the energy is coming from because Kyrie is not, he's not good with the media. Clearly, he's not good with the media. It's a thing that if he could completely avoid it, I think he would. So I get where the energy is coming from, but Charles also gives off a, Charles gives off, Charles gives off a vibe, man. Charles gives off a vibe. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um... Kyrie, as long as Kyrie and KD look great on the court together, I think that's what we should really care about. Unless until it goes like really left field, until they say some, say it do some really wild shit. Like I even think he walked back the pawn comment. What did Kyrie say about the pawns? Because that yeah, that was it last weekend. He said he didn't talk to pawns. Um, I think he said he wasn't like calling them pawns. Or he wasn't specifically talking about the media. I don't know. Like I said, it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. I think Kyrie would honestly this year what 2020 is the year of the quote nussy meet the people getting off on covid19 nasal swabs all right anyways um <laughs> anyways yeah the nuts look nice um let's move on the nuts look nice the nuts look nice opening night tomorrow i'll be there on twitch we'll be doing a watch party to see them play the warriors Kyrie versus steph kd versus old team gonna be interesting to see who they guard kd with draymond green apparently will not be playing draymond green is not covid i think they said an ankle so the warriors just can't catch a break warriors can't catch a break at all uh that's gonna be fun and nobody should be sitting by the fourth quarter too so this time the watch party will actually make sense the watch party was very fun the first night then after that it just completely lost its energy so it should be good and then uh that game starts and then the lakers and clippers and so depending on how competitive that game is it looks like we'll be there for about a good four hours should be fun man come through wow was that it shout out to or well wishes to clemens by the way 
of the Rockets. I believe his first name is Chris. I don't want to say his man's name wrong. Anyways, he uh, the Achilles injury strikes again. And this is the part that's just so scary about playing basketball. Because this is the shit that, well, back in a world, in a land before COVID, when I used to play all the time at like LA Fitness, this is the things you think about. Just very random devastating injuries because players getting paid millions of dollars can afford to get injured like this random people who got to get around in everyday life and shit cannot afford to just have for nine months be around on crutches and shit and have to have surgery and be limping everywhere that's not good for us <laughs> so clemens achilles injury was scary because it happened for no reason i would be angry if i was him i'd be filled with anger i would be irate because literally he hit a three-pointer he was backpedaling down the court and then it looked like as he tried to stop backpedaling and I guess go get his uh, defensive assignment. And as he did, as he launched to, to change his direction, it just, it, he just, his foot just slipped too far. It just slipped a little bit too far and bam, there goes the Achilles. Whole career changed. He was already a backup guard at best right now. And so when you have an injury like that, that is just fucking devastating. That could, that could really end your career when you're a player like that. So I feel extremely sorry for him, especially because there's just nothing you could have done about that. It almost gave off the vibe like the floor was maybe moist in that spot where he tried to take off. And so when he tried to launch his foot again, just extended a little bit too far back and Achilles just gone. Just like that, you won't see that man until next season. Matter of fact, it's December. And so, yeah, you, you uh, he, even if you see him before that, he might not even really be right until uh, who knows, right? Who knows with those? Because that's what people are saying about John Wall and Kevin Durant right now is look how long they were gone and they were able to fully heal. Specifically KD because John Wall's Achilles injury came while he was already injured. I don't know the exact month on that. I think it's been over a year. And so KD's was obviously over a year ago and he looks just fine. He looks like he ate that shit. It looks like there's there's no leftover effects whatsoever. But he's had time to uh he's had time to recover. So yeah, Achilles injuries are just this week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Oh, yeah, speaking of, back to KD. Yeah, Achilles, uh, Nets, Kyrie. Yeah, Stephen A said some really lame-ass shit, bro. That's what, yeah, there we go. I knew it. felt like I was missing something. It felt like I was missing something. So, about Kyrie, so Charles Barkley had his whack-ass shit to say. But Stephen A said something like, Kobe Bryant, who Kyrie Irving looks up to, wouldn't be happy with what he's doing with the media. Yo, that is so fucking lame. That is so fucking lame. There's no reason to bring up kobe in this situation at all at all what are you trying to do guilt chip you're trying to guilt chip Kyrie into talking into the to talking to the media by talking about his his former idol being dead and oh he wouldn't be proud he's looking down on you right now nigga what the fuck yo that is whack as hell Stephen a has done some whack shit i know we all enjoy him as a meme he's done some whack shit the don't make an enemy out of me the this comment i think sometimes people's self-importance can be a bit inflated and i think this is a good example of that that's uh I just can't think like sometimes people say things and then I just think to myself, it's just so incredibly easy not to say that you can say anything else. And it's just so easy not to be just not to say something this fucking off point. It's just that easy. And yet it happens. Um, 
again, you can have your comments about Kyrie and, and the media and, oh, he's not good with this and, oh, they're right and he just needs to talk about this. Yeah, whatever. There's no reason to invoke Kobe, who, by the way, has not even been gone for a year yet. That's still a fresh wound for many people, especially the ones that were close to him. That That is crazy. I just had to mention that because that was something that popped off and I thought that was just like as lame as you could possibly get. And it, it low-key... Even if Kyrie isn't always right with his stances on the media, this low-key brings it to a point where you kind of understand what he's talking about. Because it's like, you see how fucking lame y'all are sometimes? Not only do you... This is a, like the second time in Kyrie's career where I can remember an interaction with the media where it was just like, yo, why would you Why would you do that? Like when we talked about last week when they said, how has LeBron been as like a father figure for this team? But just, just why? Just It's easy not to say that. Just why? And so it low-key almost gives him a, it almost gives him an edge when it comes to this type of thing. So yeah, I just, I, I had to throw that in there. That was dumb as hell. Uh, more NBA media things. The Clippers were being investigated amid claims that Jerry West offered two and a half million dollars to a friend of Kawhi Leonard to recruit him last summer. And so they caught excuse me my lack of water is starting to hit hmm. they caught Kawhi Leonard my bad they caught Jerry West and like Dolby HD full surround sound audio on his voicemail uh saying the Lakers were a shit show and saying that Kawhi Leonard would be the wouldn't be the or maybe he would be the best player if he on the team if he went to the Lakers which is interesting because LeBron James is there so this is Jerry West talking to a friend of Kawhi Leonard's, and it's a recruitment thing. So how much of it do you really take to heart? Would it, but it is interesting coming from a former Laker as well. Anyways, yeah, at that point in time, before everything happened, it, the Lakers actually wore a shit show, if you remember. <laughs> at that point when it was... It was before they got Anthony Davis, when LeBron was hurt and Magic Johnson had left. It, things were looking really bad, and then they just went from 0 to 100, just like that. But by the time he had said this, I believe they had Anthony Davis as well. No, I don't know what the investigation has yielded yet. Uh, this is obviously not... And Kawhi Leonard also denied this. But yeah, this is obviously not a, a legal move in the realm of the NBA, and we will see where that goes. But uh, who really cares, honestly? It's done, right? Kawhi is a clipper, at least for this season. We don't know what's going to happen after this season. They lose to the Lakers, or if they don't even make it to play the Lakers this year. Paul George is there, but we don't know about Kawhi yet. We haven't heard anything. No contract extension at the moment. He has an option, the same option that Paul George had. And Kawhi is very quiet, very quiet, very noncommittal when it comes to these things. You don't hear a lot until it's time. And so I did find it interesting, though, in that call, how close it seemed that Kawhi Leonard was actually to being a Laker. I think that's why I wrote this down, because if you listen to the call, Jerry West was basically thanking the friend for his help and saying that he was kind of in disbelief that Kawhi was going to choose the Lakers. That's kind of how it came off. That's what he was saying. He was like, man, he would want to go to that shit show where he's not even gonna he's not even gonna get the attention that he deserves as that as a star. I find that hard to believe. And so I know we talked about it and when it was happening, we were all kind of waiting on it to happen. But still it was kind of there was still kind of a bit of disbelief that we had just got done with the Warriors and that Kawhi Leonard was actually gonna go do this big three thing with the Lakers. But we had already seen the Warriors happen, so it was it was a thing where we could believe it would happen, but damn, was this really gonna happen? And yes, it seems like we were that close. Thank God it didn't. We would be talking about the Lakers. Well, damn, did things really change? Because we're still talking about the Lakers pretty much going on to repeat this year. We just don't know it for a fact. I guess that's the difference. You knew for a fact if Kawhi, AD, and LeBron were on the same team. That's like a 3P, basically. So I guess that's the difference there. All right, so that's pretty much what happened with the Clippers. We talked about Kuzma. Da -da -da -da. Uh, 
Yo, I cut notifications off. I'm sorry. Y'all didn't have to hear that. Maybe I should turn desktop audio down. Yeah, desktop audio is going to go down now because I don't need random notifications blaring while I'm talking. Noah Vonley got waived right after having COVID from the Chicago Bulls. And so that's kind of, I just found that one. The way it was reported, it was like Noah Vonley has COVID and the, was it the Bulls waving him? I think it was the Bulls waving him. Wherever he was, he got waved right after that. And he has to go into quarantine and maybe he'll get picked up this season. Maybe he won't. That's a bitch. Only one player tested positive for COVID in the last NBA test, so that's good. That's a very good place to be in starting the season. Don't know once things start moving around if that's if that's uh, going to be the case. It kind of seems like it's impossible for it to be, but hopefully we have a great healthy season because the NBA seems like they do as good as any league can when it comes to this type of thing, and they already said don't fuck around because <laughs> they're not playing. They will take your draft choices. We already went over the punishments. Let's have some, uh, j just wrapping up the current NBA stuff. Yeah, the opening night tomorrow. We've got some great Christmas Day games. Um, I feel like I had something else to say about that. Hmm, I guess I didn't. Yeah, happy NBA season, guys. That's the current NBA stuff, because I did want to talk about a couple of things that went down on Twitter in terms of basketball. Anthony Davis, Tim Duncan, 2017 Warriors. So somebody posted a highlight with Anthony Davis saying, Tim Duncan ain't doing this. And it was AD, basically. I think it was like crossing over into a three-pointer. And hitting a three, and he said, Tim Duncan ain't doing this. Of course, Tim Duncan isn't doing that. That wasn't Tim Duncan's play style. That wasn't really even big men's play style back then. Things have changed uh, many a times since Tim Duncan <laughs> was in the NBA and since he was in his prime. So, of course, that sparked an entire debate about, oh, AD can't sniff Tim Duncan. Da -da -da -da. Tim Duncan's resume came up. <laughs> and it's crazy like when you see the, the retirement picture of him sitting by all those trophies it's like man that, that dude like I said the video I made Tim Duncan did have the perfect career so there will be no Tim Duncan slander on this podcast there will be no Tim Duncan slander allowed in my chats but I do want when we see basketball debates I do want to get to a point where we can stop looking at players as talented as an Anthony Davis or like a Kevin Durant and stop saying things like oh they couldn't sniff another player because basketball talent-wise, there's not a lot of guys better than the guys that you're talking about. I just want to clear that up, right? And so Anthony Davis has a while to go before he reaches Tim Duncan's stature, obviously. He's got to win more championships. He's got to add more awards. Probably got to grab an MVP, probably a finals MVP. Yeah, he's he's got to do more. But I think I see people arguing the wrong things all the time when you get into a conversation like this, because you'll get into a conversation of, oh, what did AD do with the Pelicans? That's irrelevant in this conversation because Tim Duncan didn't play on a team as bad as the Pelicans. That's not relevant. AD playing with Drew Holiday and then a bunch of randoms does not equate to, oh, he couldn't do anything with that. But Tim Duncan did this as a leader of a team. Tim Duncan was a part of a great organization with a great coach and great teammates from the time he got into the league. He started playing with David Robinson as David Robinson was phasing out. You got Ginobili, Parker, as that big three was phasing out. Kawhi Leonard came into the picture. Tim Duncan did not go. And yeah, it, it obviously helps a lot of what he did with leadership helped. A lot of what he did with his contract helped. So it's not all like everything just fell into his lap. He played a part. But when you, you're arguing things like this, it's the wrong thing to argue that, oh, another player couldn't do anything with nothing. Therefore, they don't compare. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, especially in the Western Conference that Anthony Davis was playing in. You're playing in this small market team in New Orleans that doesn't, that obviously nobody's ever coming to. They got DeMarcus Cousins at the last second, then he tore his Achilles. That was the only time they probably could have done anything serious. 
it doesn't make sense. And in, in that Western Conference where a 50-win team would be a seed. Maybe a 50-win team would be a seed. Maybe they might miss the playoffs. You win 48 games, you're out of the playoffs. That doesn't make sense, fam. That, that, that's not the way to argue that conversation, I don't think. And also from a talent perspective, because the game has changed. And so, yes, Anthony Davis does do things that Tim Duncan didn't do because the NBA was not geared for him to do that. He played much more like a big man. He actually played a lot of center in his career. So, yeah, it's a totally different style. But also, let's let's get off the thing of this legendary player, this guy like Anthony Davis, who's probably going to be a top player by the end of his career. I don't I want to say top what, but he's going to be top player. Same thing with a guy like Kevin Durant. Same thing with a lot of the legends that we've seen come and go, like Steph Curry, right? That He might damn near end. He's going to end up close to top 10, right? I think we need to stop looking at these guys and taking them for granted and saying, oh, they don't sniff. They don't sniff this player. Like, fam. I always hear shit in this place, bro. I always hear shit in this place and I never check that's how that's how stuff that's how shit starts um <laughs> yeah yeah so ad's got a while to go before catching timmy but i always think it's argued from the wrong lens if you want to say that ad has to win some finals mvps probably because the opportunity is going to open up for him obviously lebron james is probably not going to win if they make two more finals LeBron could win both of his finals MVPs, but with the load that AD will probably be carrying as LeBron ages, yes, it will probably be set up for him to get some finals MVPs. At some point, it'll maybe even this, well, I don't know about this year, but because playing with LeBron James, your chances to win MVP are always probably going to be a bit lower. But at some point, as you're taking on more load, MVP is going to come into the conversation. So yeah, if you want to argue it from he needs to do this, this, and this, yeah, sure. And Tim Duncan, for sure, is is ranked above Anthony Davis right now, no question. I just think some of this comes from the wrong place. And I think we underrate some of the talent that we have in the league today. I think that happens a lot because we just look at players now and then just say like they're not even close to what was around 10 to 15 years ago when that's just not even that's just not even true. But also this is why I to really kind of stopped doing the whole comparison thing because eras are just different. If Tim Duncan grew up in the same era as Anthony Davis and he came up, he would have probably played different. He would have probably worked on different skills. But because he came up at a time where you're looking at guys like Hakeem and they're really skilled in the post, that's kind of what he came up under and that was his game. So it's also different types of players as well. But that's going to be funny though because the more accolades that Anthony Davis gets, the higher he's going to get on the big man ladder. It just bothers me when you look at a player as talented as Anthony Davis and they talk like, there's just no way he could ever be as good as some of these other players when he's one of the more talented players we've ever seen. I don't know that it's it's like it's, it's talked about like Dragon Ball Z power levels, like how how far above Anthony Davis or LeBron James or or Dwayne Wade, like how far above those guys do you think it goes? It's I don't know. I don't think the gap is as, as crazy as some people talk about. But you know what? The gap is crazy when we talk about the 2017 Warriors because that happened. So people started talking about the 2017 Warriors last night. There was a post where it said something like the matchup everybody wants to see. And it had the Warriors versus the 2020 Lakers. And I'm just here to say that we don't need to have those conversations. They might be fun. They might get clicks. But until such as we have a time that we have another team join forces, where it's multiple MVP players, multiple star role players, and something that just looks like an all-star team, like a legitimate conference all-star team. We don't need to have these conversations. We just don't. <laughs> it could just stop there. It could just stop there. The question with the 2017 Warriors would just be how many games could this team take them? There's not a conversation of a team in history right now where it's like, would this team beat them? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They would not. People forgot that quickly. <laughs> 
<laughs> my lack of water hitting the get hold on ah people forgot that quickly man this warrior squad that lost one game the entire playoffs that played the cavaliers who by the way i think that 2017 cavaliers team might have been the best version of them because i think offensively they were pretty crazy and people it, it kind of got overshadowed by the fact that they played the warriors and only won one game people forget these things that quickly they forget the warriors being 20 up on them who was basically the equivalent of being up maybe 13 or 10 points because they could put points on the board that quickly so that's what happened with san antonio right san antonio lost Kawhi leonard when they were up 20 and then the warriors just just ate that and even then when they had Kawhi on the floor maybe they would have won that game but also being up 20 on that team was just never a sure thing with other teams you know you see a 20 point lead if it's blown by the end of the game you're like wow they really fucked that off and with the Warriors that's just we just called that a Tuesday and so respect to these other teams respect to the Lakers respect to all these other squads that might come around but there was a reason that era of basketball from the time KD joined the Warriors to the time they left, there was a reason NBA fans were so unhappy, okay? People might look at the Lakers and say they're really good, and how the hell do they have Horton Tucker coming off the bench, like, after what just happened? Sure. But it's not like what it was this last three years. It's not close. Chasing, chasing Steph Curry off-ball, because a lot of people still somehow these days aren't hip to Steph Curry's off-ball movement. Chasing Curry off-ball while having to worry about Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant on the floor. There's not going to be anything comparable to that for a minute. And so, sure, if you want to say, oh, the Lakers might take them six or... Uh, yeah, okay, that's the conversation you can have there. With any championship team in the past, that's the conversation you can have. How many games would they take them? But for the style of basketball they played, for how many points they put up, even for the weaknesses they would have, obviously, not really having a big man, not being able to deal with some historic team's size, I think they could counteract that with the fact that a big man would also have to guard this lineup, which would be increasingly difficult. They're set up to basically wipe any team in history. And that's why we were so unhappy. Don't forget that. <laughs> don't let history start to don't let history start to just let you see the Warriors as just Curry, Thompson, and KD. Because that's that's not all it was. They had Iggy playing a very important role off that bench. The flexibility that they had with the with the lineups. There's just not a reason to do this, man. There is not a reason to do this. We don't have to. Whoever wins a championship this year, next year, we don't have to start putting them against this team that lost one game and made a mockery of this league. We don't have to do that, man. We don't have to talk about the 2017 Warriors ever again. As a matter of fact, there we go. They just debuted on this podcast and they're gone forever. See? See how that works? All right. We're done with the NBA section. We are an hour in. Uh, Going to go ahead and finish up here because there's no reason to go two hours this time. Very little things uh, on the game section. 2K did have an update as a matter of fact they have another update which let me see if they came with the news of what that update actually was because they snuck in a patch last night all these extensions icon marking is ah okay that's something else um yeah let me just see if to get 21 talked about the update it doesn't look like they have because they they snuck in a patch last night and i don't see yeah see four hours ago it just says yeah that there's a patch out for next gen uh, this also says the community is down bad right now. Yeah, apparently, I think Ticino, is that how you say his name? Uh, he quit as a mayor of a of a of a affiliation or whatever. I'm not sure how long he'd been the mayor. I'm not sure if he was an OG mayor, if he was just elected. But after Rival Day, apparently, he, he resigned. He actually resigned, I saw. People are not happy with the product. What's new? It's 2K. They did fix, I said that they fixed the face scan last week. 
I guess the big thing with the update that I probably hadn't talked about on the podcast was in the rec center, the AI was finally changed. So they actually did make some helpful updates here. Yeah, we have snow in the park, whatever. Uh, we have Christmas jerseys in the rec, but the AI. So if you didn't know what was happening in the rec, if you couldn't find five teammates, they would stick you with an artificial intelligent teammate. Well, not really intelligent, though. It would be a 60 overall five foot motherfucker that did absolutely nothing. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Somebody at 2K really sat up this year and said, okay, in the rec center, what we're going to do this year to shorten the time. And it doesn't even really shorten the time that it takes to find games. But they're saying if we can't link them up with the 15 eight, we're going to give them an AI teammate. Never happened to me on last gen, but it happened here. And the AI teammate was just a generic, a 60 overall generic, short, didn't do anything, couldn't make a layup, doesn't play any defense whatsoever. So it was, it was damn near pointless to play in that game. It's a little less pointless now. They give you a, a decent-sized AI that uh, is ranked 85 overall, which is exactly the change that I said they needed to make. If we're going to be forced to play with AIs until people get PS5, the AI should be able to do something, right? It shouldn't because what was happening with the 60 overall is that people would just double and triple team you to death, whoever has the ball, because they know that they can recover to this AI that can't do anything. He's not fast enough to score. You're in all risk of recover, and you can basically just cheat and win. Um, the 85 overall AI is a little bit better, but honestly, it, it, didn't, it, it sounded better on paper. We've been playing some games. Uh, sometimes it's just me and three other people, so that's four. We get the 85 overall AI, and to be honest, people are still double and triple teaming off of it. They're still recovering. It's still an artificial intelligence at the end of the day, so they're, they're taking their chances, and it's still ruining the game most of the time. So I guess this is just a problem that we're not going to find a solution to if until, we, until more people get PS5. I fucking guess. I don't know. The thing that I find weird is when I'm playing in a crew, so when it's me and three other people, that's when I get AI teammates. When I go into a wreck myself, I can more times than not find four other teammates. And so I'm not sure what the issue is with finding one other person. I guess it's because people don't really go into the wreck without their crew. Maybe that's it. I I guess that's the problem. That, that sounds like it would probably be the issue because there's not many people that just want to play wreck by themselves. It's mostly a waste of time, especially if you're a big man. They need to fix charges, man. They need to fix charges. I don't know if y'all remember. Actually, someone reminded me how big of a problem that charges were in and offensive fouls were in 2K19. So actually, that was illegal screens. Illegal screens were the problem in 2K19. I can't really remember it being charges. But yeah, in 2K21, it's a massive problem. If you were on Twitch yesterday and we were trying to do a sim, but it turned into Plano Online because also the PS5 sims, they don't really work. We'll get into that. I didn't even have that one written down. Charges happen randomly. They happen out of position, out of place for where you would expect them. And most of the time, it's the computer and it's not the actual person. So the way I lost yesterday, first of all, total fucking bull. I'm still pissed about that. Still pissed off about John Morant. Like athletic point guards in this game are they are the gods of 2K. Is this guy with John Morant literally speed boosted down the left lane every single play and laid up or dunked on whoever was there every single time. It was on some like 2K9 shit. Whatever, that's besides the point though. I'm not going to bitch about that. I was down three points and I was trying to run a floppy for Trey Young, trying to get him open because users don't guard floppies well. They're always paying attention to the ball or whatever. They don't do well. Most people don't do well guarding floppies, even though it's a very simple action. So... I'm not even running with Bogdanovic. I'm holding L2 to protect the ball because these fucking square mashes are back. People are slamming the square button, trying to steal the ball, hacking. And so sometimes they do get the ball loose, especially if your guy doesn't have great handles. So I'm pressing L2 to protect the ball and I'm lightly moving left to right. 
until I can get the ball to Trey Young. As I'm moving left to right with the ball protected, I get a charging foul. Walking left to right. I wasn't trying to blow past my defender with Bogdanovic. I wasn't trying to run through my defender. I didn't make an irrational move. I was protecting the ball until I could pass it, moving left to right. I touched the defender, and it was a charge. Fam, they got to patch that. They got to patch that. It happens all the time on the perimeter. Charges, charges happen on the perimeter more than they happen with you running to the paint. On the perimeter, in the mid-range, the defender just falls, and it's a charging foul, just out of nowhere. The user doesn't have to do it. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if... I tried to take a charge as a, as a user, and I think the guy clipped through me yesterday is what happened. And uh, that's a, that's what needs to be... Hopefully, that was addressed in this, in this patch, because I'm not going to say that lost me the game. I uh, maybe I should have just doubled John Morant and just lived with the results since he was. I mean, it was that was the thing. I couldn't even fucking double John Morant because what would happen is I would score and he would immediately start running down the court with John. I really couldn't do anything. I tried to make contact with him with my center. I tried to stand in front of him and it's just, I just couldn't. I could. I had no time to double. But I'm not gonna say that lost me the game. But I didn't even get a shot off because of some bullshit charge. That and yeah, I didn't. That that was. I'm still fucking mad about that. But <laughs> yeah, the charge has got to be fixed. Um, and then yes, like Kenny made the video, the help us video. I guess I, it wasn't even just about scenarios because yesterday I learned if you if you use somebody else's roster in my in my NBA, the game crashes. We found that out on stream. So a guy went through the trouble of making 60 classic teams and it was cool it was teams that we'd never seen before and so they weren't that good it was like washington wizards michael jordan and shit but i thought that would be interesting because uh we there were teams that we hadn't simmed with and so i thought it would be cool to see who comes out on top in that and i couldn't do it i couldn't do it because the playstation 5 once you get to all-star weekend and the all-star selection happens the game crashed and i tried every way i tried to send past it didn't work i tried to auto select the teams didn't work i tried selecting the teams myself didn't work it just crashes at that point and so i had to ditch the sim and so i'm sorry if you've been going to watch my vods and you see it says oh we're doing a sim then it doesn't work the last two have have uh fucked up the other one was actually my fault though the the pc i had the priorities on programs set too high that's why i hadn't streamed on pc in a really long time and so i had the priorities on the program set to like real time or something for obs then i tried to stream 2k with mods and that's what that's how that problem happened the ps5 however was not my fault that shit was just fried and so like i was saying with the 1949 sim people always ask about that what's the progress like, i have no progress i don't have progress because 2k doesn't have progress <laughs> all the shit that i would have to do to get 1949 sim to work and go to the next years there's probably problems we don't even know about yet but mainly being you use somebody else's roster it's fucked and so yeah I, I don't even have any plans for that right now that's where all that is that's where 2k is people are super unhappy i'm having fun with play now online again i haven't even touched my team yet <sighs> playing my career when you have a full five sorry playing the city when you have a full five is fun because then you don't have to you're not at the mercy of some ai ram is full of tryhards and sweats but it's either that or go into the wreck and beat somebody by 60 with your squad. So it is fun to play with friends. But other than that, I'm not playing with friends and I'm playing play now. I think some of y'all should try it. I mean, none of y'all are going to try it. Obviously, nobody's going to play play now online. No microtransactions in there. It's not cheesy enough. Nobody's going to play play now. But it's just, again, I don't understand how simple one on one basketball fell out of favor so hard. People, well, I can't say people don't want to watch it because somehow, again, my play now online videos have done better than my like park videos this year that's complete opposite of what i was expecting but i think y'all should do it it's just simple one-on-one -on -one basketball so if you get it i think that's i mean you're gonna still get mad because you might draw a charge a bullshit ass charge like that but a lot of people are having 
uh, not having fun with the game, and they won't even play the the simplest mode. Like, did y'all not y'all not grow up playing y'all homies in two K? Did y'all not grow up and just and just grab a team and run? Like, I don't know, man. That's I guess I'm just old school. And I guess I'm always gonna find that fun. Um, don't really have much to say much about Cyberpunk. It's turned into more of a fiasco than it was when I talked about it last week. I still haven't played it much. I'm just kind of working my way through it very very slowly because they uh, apparently have to fix things. They're coming out with patches. They did a full refund since the last time I talked about it. They're doing a refund and they took it off the PlayStation Store because, again, they just tried to release it for too many consoles. And so it barely runs on the original PS4. And so I think that's part of the reason. Uh, The reason I'm saying it like this is because on PS5, I have very little problems. I haven't run into problems on the PlayStation 5. It's run beautifully. All the glitches I've seen, again, online with cars popping in and shit like that hasn't never happened to me on PS5. I've only seen, I've only had one or two problems, but again, if I played the game uh, obsessively, I probably would find more, so I'm not in position to say PS5 is great and go buy it, I don't want to mislead you, but yeah, it's going to be a while before I beat Cyberpunk, it's going to be a very long time, like I said, that game is a slow burn, and I'm still trying to find my interest in it, but yeah, that if you hadn't been paying attention on Twitter, huge shitstorm for a game that got announced in like 2012, and hopefully no game company ever tries this again. Because I was just, I always just do the math, right? Because it's fascinating. The equivalent to Cyberpunk would be about like hearing a hearing about a game two years from now. So in the year 2022, we hear about a game, and then it doesn't release until 2030. That's literally the equivalent, and that's kind of crazy when you think about it. That's that's insanity. So yeah, hopefully, I guess they were too far to turn back when they were making the game because they made it before the ps4 was even a thing or they started talking about it it was conceptualized before the ps4 was a thing and so i guess they were too far in production to just say oh i guess it's going to be a next gen game or they had too much money invested i don't know but it turns out releasing on this many systems was a it was as bad of an idea as it sounded and so that's where people are at with that and even when they fix it i don't think it's one of those life-changing games i don't know if i said that last week but it's just not a game that's that seems like it's going to be changing my life it seems like it's going to be kind of fun to explore and uh, dick around with but i don't think it's going to be one of those life-changing games that we might have expected it to be because we waited so long so yeah cyberpunk fiasco that's really all i have to say about that this week for the creator highlights, I am shouting out a, is he, I think he's a Grand Theft Auto YouTuber. I have no idea how to say this, this guy's name, bro. Let me just go make sure and see like he didn't have anything else that references his name because, um, yeah, obviously want to get it right. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. Desktop audio was off. All right. Yeah. So this guy makes GTA videos. He makes GTA V, v music videos. It, I don't even want to try to say his name. Just type this in, okay? S K R T S E S E. I feel so bad that I can't say it because it's a creator highlight. That shit looks like Skirt CC. I don't fucking know, bro. Either way, he makes bomb ass videos. Um, my brother showed him to me uh, about a week and a half ago, and he makes the dopest music videos i've ever seen in gta v so he did a video for king vaughn which that was the first time i'd ever heard a king vaughn song uh rest in peace i had no clue he was when he passed my brother showed it to me and this guy seems like he could actually edit music videos in real life and doing it i guess it's more fascinating when you see it with gta when you know what goes into it because i've messed around with modding gta a little bit my brother does mod grand theft auto 5 all the time and so i know what goes into it 
seeing the amount of work that goes into these videos are ridiculous he has 38k subs uh he, he actually gets a good amount of views on some of these videos because but that's because they're so old he only has let's see hold on one two three four five six so this is six twelve wow okay he only has 15 videos in the last year uh because obviously these look like they take a really long time to make it doesn't look like you should expect more than a video a month but uh it is something i would subscribe and i would hit the bell next to his name and turn on notifications when he does post because they are a work of art these videos are an absolute work of art i doubt he gets paid from them because obviously the music is copyright but if you're into grand theft auto 5 and you're into grand theft auto 5 modding these videos will look like some they, they will look like god's work to you so that's the creator highlight for this week it's not anything super consistent this has just become one of my favorite things to watch and uh yeah this, this content takes forever this is like the work of multiple people probably done by one man here and so i would give him a a uh check again the link is going to be in the comment section and description so if you can't find his name based off of what i said which i doubt that you can you can just go inside the yeah you just go into the comment section it'll be there uh there was only two questions this week man i only took two questions this week at the end of the podcast here because the questions this week were all things that i was either going to talk about on the podcast already they were things that i had already talked about i had a question about like hardened trade destinations i made a video about james harden trade destinations i talked about james harden trades like in the last two or three podcasts I, I just don't even know how that happens. I, I don't expect everybody to watch everything that I post, but holy shit, I have done a lot of talking about this already. Why would this be a question? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. But yeah, most of the questions were things that I had already addressed at one point or another. I am not going to address the same thing every single week. I'm not going to remake videos here on the podcast. And so just, just two here. And, uh, the first one was by Jay, and since we're this close to Christmas, we're four days away from Christmas. Yes, favorite Christmas memory. I thought that one would be great to answer since we're in the spirit and whatnot. I mean, as much as we can be this year. Honestly, I've been sitting here with a fucked up ankle all December. I haven't even been able to go outside that much, as much as I normally would. Um, favorite Christmas memory would definitely have to be getting the PlayStation 3 in 2006. Wow, that memory is about to turn 14 years old amazing some of y'all were well, I, my audience actually is not that young by the demographics unless some of y'all lying most of my audience is not that young but that would mean some of y'all would like just born around that time if you were um yeah no 2006 that was, that's a beautiful memory especially because of how much i use the playstation 3 like even to this day i still play some ps3 games and what happened is <laughs> now i look at it it's funny because uh i my mom didn't sell ps5 she's she sells other things now online she does a lot of uh, online selling with like Amazon and so she didn't do the ps5 this year I, I sold a ps5 she didn't sell one but with the ps3s came out this is like back before internet selling was even a huge thing and yeah she was one of the people selling playstation 3s and they were let's see they came out at 600 dollars, and so yeah you can imagine what the prices were on those and i again as a kid your value of money is always i don't want to say inflated but amounts sound much larger so when you hear 500 dollars as a kid that's equal to like 2000 or some shit right so i heard the playstation 3 was was 600 and that seemed like some godlike device i would never get my hands on i was never going to ask my parents for 600 for a 600 item that just seemed crazy to ask for that seemed like a crazy thing to put on your christmas list but around november of that year when it came out i remember in my mom's office she would have 
a couple of PS3s at a time just sitting there and the box was so damn pretty that white and black box and the the games on the back that looked like nothing I'd ever seen before because the jump from PS2 to PS3 was just so massive and it just looked I, I kept asking my mom I was like yo can you just let me have one of these please like <laughs> I wasn't asking for it seriously or asking for it for Christmas I was just like yo can you just please let me just take one of these right now it's right here why can't I just take this one and so they knew how bad I wanted it but I would not dare put that on my Christmas list and so I'll never forget when Christmas morning came there was a gigantic box sitting under the tree I had no clue what it was but and they said it was for me and of course as a kid anytime you see a huge box you're like oh shit uh, you, you know you, you know your life is about to change you don't know what it is and i did not suspect it was a ps3 at all now let me tell you how stupid i was i opened a uh game opened gta liberty city stories and another game i opened was nba 07 you remember the life series yeah nba 07 for playstation 3 so any regular functioning kid would have opened that and tossed it and be like oh shit i got a ps3 and started looking for it but i opened it and I looked at the case and I told my parents, I was like, oh, I was like, I was happy because it was an NBA game. They knew I like basketball, but I was like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a PlayStation 3 game. And my dad goes, oh, you can't play, you can't play PS3 games on PS2. And I was like, yeah, nah, we're, we're not, not there yet. And they kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> uh, I didn't say all that, but in my mind, I was like, yeah, nah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just take it back to the store and you know get a refund or exchange it i was like yeah okay cool i wasn't mad because i figured as parents me, me being a kid i feel like my, my every kid i think thinks that their parents are technologically inept and so i just assumed that they really thought that you could play a ps3 game on that console and so then i guess so i wouldn't be too disappointed with them my parents were like hey how about you open that box right there they started pointing to the big one they were like open that one i'm like i want to save that for last they're like yeah just, just go ahead and open it <laughs> and so i opened it and what had happened was they had put the playstation 3 box inside of a banana crate i think and so i guess if you go to walmart or some shit they keep bananas inside like a cardboard box or something i don't know anyways yeah it had like a it had like a banana logo on it and that's why it was so big it was much bigger than the ps3 which is why i couldn't tell what it was and yeah i opened it i saw the little 60 gigabyte thing on there and i went crazy i went crazy that ps3 lasted me damn that ps3 only lasted me three years i thought it lasted much longer yeah the 60 gigabyte ps3 actually pooped out on me it stopped reading disc at in 2009 it died very quickly relatively uh, but i got a slim after that and yeah i played playstation 3 all the time i played all my ps2 games on it i got to i built my ps3 library library up back then you could download videos that's how i got into more of the internet because i started learning how to download youtube videos man the ps3 is like such an integral part of my childhood it's crazy that's the best gift that i've ever gotten still the best gift that i've ever gotten for christmas and yeah that's my favorite memory because i don't think you could ever fool me after that you could never fool me i i was on my toes after that but that shit took me off my feet so yeah that's my favorite christmas memory shout out to those y'all that'll be getting a playstation 5 oh by the way uh ben that we stream with yeah ben told me his playstation 5 died already so i'm scared shitless <laughs> those of y'all that are about to get a psc for christmas maybe i don't want to scare you but uh ben don't play his ps5 as much as i do i don't think and he says his just won't turn on anymore and so he's got to take it to the geek squad because it's not like you just walk in and buy another ps3 or ps5 right now and i don't think I don't even know what the chances are that you could just exchange it and have them send you one either. I don't know. So hopefully Geek Squad is able to fix it. Hopefully that don't happen to me because I use my PS5 a lot. I don't just use it for 2K on stream. I use that bitch a lot. And so, yeah, his is already dead. This might be one of those first generation console type problems. And so fingers crossed. Hope I don't run into that problem because I don't want to have to run to the scalpers. 
Uh, last question. When? Oh yeah, that that I, yeah. I said the first one was from Jay. This one comes from John, and he says, "When COVID wasn't a thing, what were you doing every day besides streaming and YouTube? Ah, in a land before time, in a land before COVID, prehistoric times." Man, I was I was always doing other things, man. I was always doing other things. Whether I was hanging out with people, uh, going to play basketball at LA Fitness. I that was actually I was shooting around a little bit on the outside course, but I had really taken a liking to going to LA, LA Fitness almost right before COVID hit. And I was playing a lot. I was going in there in the evening time, uh, meeting different people, working out at different gyms because I have the the pass to go to whatever LA Fitness I want. So going around there, always going to see movies. I was a big movie goer, which is why I'm damn near devastated that i mean i'm not gonna say it's going away but who knows what the future of that is right now they're struggling um i live right by disney springs which is not disneyland it's not the same thing disneyland itself is i i don't understand the obsession people down here have with disneyland but disney springs had the nba store down here so i would always be over there just guys i would just be out and about bro like when i wasn't on youtube that's the thing i to keep my sanity I always made sure I wasn't just sitting in front of a computer all day, every day. So whether no matter how many videos I made or when I was streaming, I would dead ass go to the movie theater at midnight. I would really pull up to the movie theater at, at after streaming or maybe I would get back from the theater and stream. Like I streamed at one or two o'clock in the morning one time back when I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I would just kind of always be out and about. I'm a night owl, so I would just be out, which is now where you're going to go, right? I mean, you can go to the movie theater, but what what's out? And it's not really safe to go either. It's not that safe to go, uh, depending on how, how stacked it is. Technically, everything's open, but again, it's just kind of like, what are you willing to do? And who are you and who's willing to do it with you now, too? And so if you do go places, it's just not like it was, is a thing, because a lot of people aren't going to go with you now. And uh, yeah, it just made everything much more difficult. But things are looking up i think more than people realize obviously especially with these 600 dollars stimulus checks that the government is so gracious to send to people making what they said less than 50,000 50,000 less yeah things are probably going to get a little bit worse but health wise i i am expecting by spring by summer i'm expecting it to gradually get better not that it'll be over halfway through 2021 but it'll i think it'll start to at least go in a different direction and i think that'll help people get out a little bit more and uh people are getting vaccinated now and so if you don't choose to get vaccinated that's just that's just your that's your prerogative but anybody who does will presumably not have to worry about the rona anymore and so it's not just going to turn off overnight but things will gradually get better and that'll be better for everyone because this year was fucking crazy man we are at the end of 2020 we are 10 days away from the end of 2020 this is i couldn't have even imagined sometimes i just think about like the end of 2019 and what i was thinking about this year and the things that i was thinking about doing and seeing where we're seeing where everything is now it's you couldn't even imagine it right because it, it's really tragedy this is this what this year was tragedy man it was tragic tragedies happened more tragedies happened people were out of work people can't afford shit like this is really really bad and it's not it was not on our radar at all unless you were paying attention i guess around january or something at the end of december this is just not at all what things looked like like for me i live in orlando so i had many plans during the summer i, I live in the tourist hotspots, so i was thinking to myself around the end of last year i'm like yo i live here and i never go to the tourist places islands of adventure that i love um all the places down here i'm like i just never go there for whatever reason i'm just gonna go this summer i'm just gonna go this summer and then of course the summer happened and yeah you see you see what i mean it's just totally different bro but 
if you made it, I guess you have something to be thankful for. Uh, a lot of people didn't. I think that's the thing. People talk about these death tolls and the whole survival rate, da da da. Yeah, but the point is, there is a, a large number of people who probably would still be here, making it to this New Year's, that aren't here now because of a specific event. That's what happens. So yeah, people die every day, people pass every day, but there's a lot of extra people that would probably still be here. They'd have a high chance of still being here if all this hadn't happened, and they're just not. Um, I've been lucky enough to really not be touched by it that much. I do have family members, not immediate family members, but I do have family members that have contracted it. By this point, everybody has to probably know somebody that's had it, right? Everybody has to know somebody. Uh, it feels like anyways, or know of somebody. And so, yeah, I do have family members, but everyone survived so far. So we've been some of the lucky ones. We've been fortunate because it just don't happen like that for everybody. And uh, yeah, we made it to the end, man. We made it to the end. This New Year's Eve for me, will, or this New Year's for me will at least be a little bit special just for that reason, just because of all the shit that happened in the world this year. So, at least you can look and say, you're still here, right? Everybody can't say that shit, man. Everybody can't say it. What a year. What if 2021 is just worse? This, that can't happen, right? Let me get off this podcast where I curse some shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> this, uh, again, is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find it there in the links in the comment section and description. Your support there has been great. So, if you are listening to it there or you prefer to listen to it there, that is helpful as well. It's not taking away from me if you don't listen to it here or you can listen to it on both you know or you can who was that that said just just leave your phone on and stream my shit who said that with the music i can't remember i ain't gonna do that but i do appreciate y'all apple podcast please rate it as high as you can five stars and i will wow yeah i'll see y'all on tuesday actually i'll see y'all tomorrow yeah because nba season is starting and the podcast will be filled with the nba season moving forward this week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.